We are not alone. You are watching Contact TV with your hosts, Leslie Mitchell-Clark and Wes Roberts. Exploring ufology, metaphysics, and beyond with the world's foremost experts. And we are not alone. And welcome everyone to another episode of Contact TV, whether it's the morning or the afternoon or the evening. We are here and we are here with another fabulous guest. And of course, I'm here joined as always by Wes Roberts. Wes Roberts here and it's a pleasure to be here in studio. Absolutely. Now our guest this afternoon, morning, evening, is uh, not only a very good friend of us, ours, but someone who has been involved in ufology, uh, ufology research, and also all kinds of, uh, of media and other related topics. And we are talking about the National Director of MUFON Canada, Mr. Dave Palachek, and he is here to talk about some recent activities and the direction of MUFON and other fascinating things. Dave, welcome to Contact TV once again. Thank you. <laughs> and you're here in a three-dimensional form. I'm Actually, so yeah. pleased about that. Instead of just a flat screen. <laughs> and, and we're six feet apart. We are, we yeah, are. And we've awesome. all been vaccinated, so we're, no, no complaints from the peanut gallery, please, about any... <laughs> yes, we're good. Yeah, we're all good. And we're thrilled that you're here and you've taken time um, out of your busy schedule to come chat with us. And, of course... MUFON is ground zero for all things ufologically oriented, and it goes into other subjects as well. And uh, Dave, I know you've been involved very directly with MUFON Canada for about um, eight years. That's and correct. Yeah. I would imagine that during this past year and a half, two years, has probably been the most challenging time that you've experienced as yet. Yeah, on top of the COVID-19 problem, uh, we, we are seeing our numbers fluctuate up and down like crazy. And of course, right now at this time of year, again, and especially Ontario and some of the other parts of, the, of Canada are in a lockdown, um, the numbers have dropped off terribly. Like our, our, we're getting lots of sighting reports, but no actual physical reports to investigate, which makes it difficult. I mean, we, we can't get a hold of witnesses that are sending things out on the on the uh, internet, you know, and saying they've seen things, but not putting in reports, how, how do you investigate it? Mm. So the sightings are up, but again, the physical reports are down. So it's been an interesting year. Now, two years ago when COVID started, everybody was still so anxious to get outside that the numbers skyrocketed. That's and, what I thought. And we yeah. were way up there. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like last month, we only had 21 reports, but we had over 200 noted cases that were in the media. So 10% are reporting, but 200, you know, it's amazing how many people are actually putting the word out there where years ago they wouldn't say anything. Right. So um, that, that's what's happening. Uh, it's been difficult because of that. So we would love people to report so we can get the information and, you know, add to our database. But not only that, just uh, get the word out to most Canadians, uh, you know, that mm -hmm. MUFON Canada is here, we're strong, and, yeah. you know, we're going to answer your questions yeah. the best of our abilities. And, uh, you know, you're right. I've been doing this for eight years, and we have a lot of field investigators who've been doing it for more than eight years. So they're really, really uh, tuned into what's going on. They, and, of course, we do the scientific forensic type investigation. Mm -hmm. We don't draw conclusions unless we have actual information to do so. 
Um, again, speaking about that too, uh, years ago it used to be five to maybe eight percent were of all reported cases were truly unknowns, where we had to class them as you know UAPs, UFOs, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, military UAP. Mm -hmm. uh, we're up to uh, well, 2019. We're up to 23 percent. It's like that's how the skyrocketed effect was. Like they were really, really, you know, legitimate UFO sightings. Uh, we're back down to the 10 or 12 percent right now, but again, it's because the cases are less. So, yeah, it's been interesting. And yeah, thanks for asking because it's funny though, MUFON Camp is growing. <laughs> so, we have five people studying right now to become investigators. Mm -hmm. We've just brought in four or five in the last probably 12 months. Mm -hmm. So we're in the 50, almost 60 uh, numbers, 60 people that are investigators across Canada. Uh, we even have people up north now. We have uh, a, a young lady in the Northwest Territories. Oh, that's right. Yes, you know, yeah. From good old Buffalo Air. You know? <laughs> so she, she knows what it's all about to be flying, too. So she'll probably be qualified in, uh, in a month or so. Mm -hmm. And I uh, look forward to, to working with her and her brother, whose mm -hmm. brother is it's Mikey... Uh, uh, McBrien, and he's the guy who was on the the Ice Pilots show years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> of course. Yeah. So, of course. and he's invited us, uh, myself and Jason, to come up later this summer when the ice is off a lake to investigate a very old uh, UFO crash sighting. Mm. So we're looking forward to doing that, and we're taking all our equipment, like magnetometers and, and Geiger counters and things like that, and see if we can find any remnants wow. in the lake because it was actually reported and, and investigated by the RCMP back in the '60s when it happened. Mm -hmm. Not going to give any more away because Mikey's documenting the whole thing, and he's got it up on YouTube, and it's an interesting case. And uh, we hope to uh, we hope to get up there this summer. Oh, of course, fantastic. COVID. Well, I mean, like provinces are even locking down their own borders internally, yeah, so yeah, we don't know are, if it's yeah. on or off. Well, I think we can we can look to head ahead with a certain amount of optimism yeah. because you know we are the vaccinations are happening like crazy. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I got jab, you got jab, yeah, Wes, you got jab. Been jabbed all <laughs> yeah. over the place, so you know yeah. I think we can. But uh, so you are also aside from the you know administrative aspect, because that's a big that's a big title you're carrying on your big shoulders <laughs> there. You know uh, uh, the the entire scope of the Canadian ufology experience. Um, and um, do you think that do you think that people are not reporting out of fear, or do you do you think that the do you think that the anxiety levels of people are with the world circumstances are affecting their likelihood to make reports about high strangeness? Absolutely, absolutely right. Because the focus is on COVID nineteen, so people are paying attention to other things. They're focused on COVID-19. We're all fed up with it. Mm -hmm. You know, things are not happening. Our governments are doing the best they can, but they're still, as far as you ask anybody, it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't get on with our daily lives. So they're not going to be focused on on going outside and looking and, and reporting things like that. And the other thing is, uh, in talking to a lot of people, just when I have the opportunities, and that's been difficult, is everybody's uh, focused on the reports coming out in June from uh, the National Intelligence uh, in the Navy from the U.S. I mean, they were mandated to report everything, and uh, even some of the greatest ufologists in the world are saying, you watch, it's going to be delayed. We think it's going to be delayed. We know it's going to be de delayed. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think the Biden administration is going to put up with that. So mm -hmm. I think um, everybody's waiting to see what happens. And uh, I mean, come on, folks, I hate to say it, but you've been given all the information already. We have a, a, a vehicle that's not from this earth, right? Mm -hmm. That was announced three or four months ago. Mm -hmm. The Tic Tac, the Go Fast, the Gimbal, all mm -hmm. those ones, you know, 2017, yeah. November. 
I mean, the Navy, it took three different times for them to come by and say, yeah, it's a real UFO. Yes, it's a real UAP. Yes, we don't know what it is. It's not ours. Three different announcements. They've admitted it. Uh, U.S. politicians are saying all the time, uh, Senator, uh, um, how do you say his name? Uh, I can never say his name. Rubio? Rubio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean, he headed the whole thing up. He's not doing it now. Someone else is taking over. But he's the guy who keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And he actually said, they're real. So, so we know that we're not alone. And if, I hate to say it, but if you think we're the only species in this entire universe, you need to look deeper. Indeed. <laughs> and know? I think if we really look at ourselves, yeah. we can have a very good understanding as to mm. why we haven't been fully invited to participate right. in the galactic community. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, um, oh, what, who is that author? I just read his book, A Wonderful Experiencer. But he said, if we want to join the intergalactic communi- community, we have to clean up our own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to be part of this world that's uh, fighting amongst itself? Oh, and- my God. Starvation, and we can help people. Like we're we're a mess. We are we're an infant mess. to what else? What else is out there? If anybody can fly from another world mm-hmm. to here, mm-hmm. they're not a thousand years ahead of us. They're millions of years ahead of us. So we're a baby. We're an infant. Although you know, if and this is of course something that we've we've often had a number of we've had people on the program, including you know Randy Kramer and others, to talk about mm-hmm. the existence of a mm-hmm. secret space program. Which, again, you know, it, uh, I, I'm not sure about your feelings about that. I I believe it. I am an American. I believe mm-hmm. that my yeah, government. I believe that my government has lied to me all of my life and before that. So. This is no big news. So I you think. don't believe in swamp gas and weather balloons? No swamp gas, <laughs> no weather balloons. I hate that. I mean, no. 50s, eh? No, I yeah. mean, really. And as you said earlier so succinctly, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not dealing with the naive populace of the 1950s no. anymore. No. We're dealing with a, at least a chunk of it, a savvy population mm. that is educated, that is listening and watching a lot of very esoteric programming that would have never existed a few years ago. And that's also on network TV, not just online. So we, I think we have a much uh, greater chance of having something happen. Uh, but, you know, I think the fear is that that there would be a, a false flag incident. Yeah, that's been tried many times. It has, hasn't it? It goes all the way back to Ronald Reagan in his speech at the, Native, at the UN Council, right? When he said, you know, imagine if we were fighting a foe from another world. Oh, yeah. That was a bit of a false flag to get people to start thinking oh, about sure it. it. But was. it didn't work because he didn't do it, right? No. We've had every president do say something that, you know, is, is a false flag being thrown up. And, and lately, there's the military's playing games with us. Mm-hmm. We'll get into Jeremy Corbell's in a little while. Oh, yeah. I'd um, like to hear about that. There's games that. going on. And, mm-hmm. and no, we have grown up. Obviously, we are intelligent. We're educated, as you said. We can make decisions. We don't have mass panicking anywhere around the world for any silly little thing. So I know a lot of people sit there and say, oh, I don't care what they tell me unless they land on the White House's uh, front lawn. I won't believe it. But that's closed, narrow-minded yeah. thinking. Yeah. Um, well, they tried that. It didn't yeah, work. Yeah, it didn't work. They tried to be open, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Yeah. You know? But, but there, the there majority... must be an attraction, right, Dave? Yeah. There must be an attra- we must be an attraction, is what I'm trying to say to others. Well, we could be, uh, you know, like uh, cheap entertainment, and they're just watching us. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. look at this world. Look at the mess they've made. You know, like, you know, let's watch this, you know. Uh, we're also a resource, obviously. So yeah. what is what is an orb? Everybody sees orbs, and orbs have been actually buzzing people and 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 being a little bit more aggressive crazy. now, like crazy. That's the number one 
uh, case anyways. It's usually an orb or a triangle. They're, they're kind of 50-50. Uh, but orbs, you know, we've, we've got videos of orbs coming down, hovering over water and seeing something go into the orb and then it, it taking off and disappearing. It's not stealing water, but it could be stealing elements, atoms, to take back to other worlds. And it's not harming us, that's for sure. And they haven't hurt anybody. I wouldn't, no. want, to, I wouldn't want to touch one. I don't know what it is, but how do you capture it, too? Do you yeah. think they're like, or, or like semi-organic drones, in yeah, a sense? I don't because think they can I don't work with light, and they can work yeah. with energy in different ways than we I, can. I think yeah. they're, they're piloted somehow, but not with something or entity being inside right. it. Because right. you know, everybody says, well, how can it be? you got orbs that's only about this big. Well, size is irrelevant. You know, look at the giants from uh, five, ten thousand years ago, or millions of years ago. We they say we had giants on the planet. Don't believe everything you see on the internet when you see the massive skulls. I can do that in a second. But you know, uh, and then I, you know, I helped Rob Freeman uh, figure out the eight foot one he had, the five to eight foot one. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Uh, and crafts come in all different sizes. The um, the Hass Lake in Alberta incident, where we uh, had a video sent into us of a guy flying a drone had something pass it, you know, a nice new pro, uh, one of those high, high resolution drones. That's amazing footage. And 12, uh, Mach 12, it flew by at. And it's only about, if you wanted to measure it, two feet across, because I had enough frames. Uh, it was only six frames, but I had enough frames to stop one. And yeah, it's flying by at Mach 12, which was, um, again, uh, verified by a NASA engineer. Mm -hmm. And the little comment was, not ours. Uh, and uh, it's only two feet, but that two feet could be the same as something we'd build, that's 200 feet. So size is irrelevant. Yeah. So it could have been manned. In fact, it probably was. I, so and the man, I used that a very loose term, yeah. piloted. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening out there. And let's talk about Jeremy Corbell. Yes. My, uh, I, I love the guy dearly. He's, I've talked to him many times. He's, uh, he's a really good investigator. He's really good at what he does. But I think he had the, what do you say, the wool pulled over his eyes or whatever in this last triangle incident where he claimed this Navy night vision was a UFO. Okay, so I got all the footage and I got more information. I got more details from other sources. It's an airplane. It's an airplane flying over an international flight. It matches an international flight. Um, it's a cheap night vision camera that you can buy off Amazon for $500. And it has a little triangle aperture. It only has three fins in the aperture, so you get a little triangle that moves in and out, right? The, the CCD was being saturated by the blinking lights and brightness of the night, so it, it reflected the aperture inside. It's called the Bokeh effect, or B-O-K-E-H, however you say it, Bokeh effect. And I've seen it, because I'm a photographer, right? I've had my high-end DSLR, you know, Canon Pro lenses do it accidentally, and there's 20 fins or more in some of those, you know, the real, real fancy ones. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had the same effect. And the fact is that the stars aligned up with on Stellarium, and they were triangular shaped. Um, there was a, um, a lens flare that was triangular shaped. So it's just a cheap night vision. That's all it was. And I'm pretty sure the data I got could be collaborated, but it was not a surveillance. It was just a sailor out with his night vision shooting it. Mm -hmm. And he released it, and then the Navy had to come by and say, yeah, it was one of our sailors, but it wasn't a surveillance camera, I'll tell you that, because they use high-end generation right. five or six. Right. This is like a Gen 1 night vision camera, Gen 1 or 2. So um, unfortunately, he has not come back to make any comment. I've called him a few times, and I wish he would. Um, and let's get to the bottom. But why is the Navy not saying, yes, it is an airplane, an airliner from overseas on an international flight? Why are they keeping silent? You know, the only thing they said was, it's a guaranteed Navy video. Well, it doesn't mean it's a UAP or UA, mm -hmm. UFO. It's mm -hmm. a guaranteed, yeah, it's a video taken by a sailor, yes. 
but why are they playing games? I mean, they could admit what it was, but they're they're playing games, and everybody's it's sitting on the fence. We got, you know, it's a UAP, it's an airplane. Many, many different ufologists around the world are sitting on one side or the other. <clears throat> I think it's all because of June, because of the report coming out. They don't want to admit anything. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to say it is or isn't. They're trying to get attention, and it's working. People are paying attention. So the Navy left it open for interpretation. <clears throat> right. But it's got millions of people around the world looking at it. You know, I mean, the hits on uh, YouTube, the hits on uh, Facebook, the hits on the internet, period, are in the millions and millions. Yeah. So people are looking at it. Maybe that's what they wanted it. Hmm. We won't have mass panic when we finally admit, well, that one wasn't, but these are. And there you go. Yeah. Well, it, you know, something that's, that's, that is happening that's a little bit of a phenomena kind of that I see in my area of hypnosis is many, many, many people are coming to me in a big wave and having partially recovered memories mm -hmm. of things that they experienced, uh, events of high strangeness, sometimes with craft, sometimes not. But I think that there is a reason that people are waking up, mm. just so to speak, waking right up, yeah. now. It's I've, I've often said, and Wes, you'll concur, I've often said that I believe that repressed memories are either time-dated or that no memories can be repressed forever in the human mind I, and either the beings you know who who put you know memory blocks on us if you want to call it that either they are um, uh, they are timing these things to when we're ready to accept them and understand them or they just don't know everything about us and as human beings we are curious and our memory is a very complex thing because it's tied with emotions and right. I'm not True. sure that all beings have that kind of, what could I call it, those kinds of functions where the memories are actually, you know, loaded in because of their attachment to emotions. Chemicals are produced that make the memory happen. I think we might be even a little bit unique in that way. So for some reason, many, many people seem to be waking up and in their midlife and this is not unusual in midlife, all of a sudden they're having dreams or, 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 or waking visions or you name it. And these are people of all walks of life, Dave. These are, I have, you would be amazed. I have, of course, professors, I have a, a judge, several attorneys, lots of teachers. Yeah, Go those figure. are all people who are more attentive and more um, in tune to things that they observe, but they put the memories away. Yeah. Into the libraries, I call it. Yes. I mean, yes. I only have so much capacity for what I do and all the different things I'm involved in, but every once in a while, I'll sit and relax, and somebody will open up in there, open the door to the library, and something will come rushing out, you know? And so, so I think, yeah, we can remember pretty well everything. It's just all suppressed. And uh, all what have we mapped? 100% of the brain, and we understand, what, 10% of it? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, so indeed. there's a lot to go yet. Oh, know. man, there, we, we have uh, no understanding of, no. there's no such thing as junk DNA, but there is DNA that's, I think, can turn on. Yeah. We're the, you know, we're the hybrids. We're the, you know, we have, uh, if I'm to believe many of the respected people, you know, we are carrying DNA of all sorts. We've had various yeah. interventions. We're the aliens on the earth. We are the aliens. I yeah, mean, we don't know where we came from. We don't, we don't know. know. We don't understand it. How Not many times exactly. Have, and how many times have we been, uh, you know, wiped out and started again? again? Everybody says we're into our fifth generation of human life on earth. At like, least. who knows? We can't prove it. 
So Dave, I wanted to ask you about podcasting because I know you were involved and you're going to get involved again. Could you fill us in on that a little bit? Yeah, so I think we did about, uh, I've lost count, about seven podcasts with uh, various different people. We did some fantastic ones. We've had uh, interesting uh, people come on and these are the YouTube podcasts. We're not talking audio only and they're available in audio. Unfortunately, um, the last couple went south really bad. We had internet problems. Um, I had to change providers. So last fall was probably the last one we did. Mm -hmm. And everybody's asking where the next one's coming. Um, we're gonna hopefully get back. We've got a brand new internet provider. We have a very stable internet, so we're not gonna have the stuttering effect. Mm -hmm. So I figure by the end of the summer, we're gonna be doing them uh, once every three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. I can give you a lineup. We have uh, Jeremy Corbell keep saying mm -hmm. he's coming on, mm -hmm. uh, which is funny because he's not calling me right now, but <laughs> by the time summers, that'll all be forgotten about. We have uh, Brandon Frugal from Skinwalker Ranch wants oh. to come on and talk about, because uh, uh, season two just premiered. That's right. And he's got some other things he wants to share. We have a couple other known ufologists who want to come on to talk about things. And uh, <clears throat> Jeremy also wants to talk in Canada, not the U.S., about some things he's been holding back on. And we're going back to the 2017 Tic Tac incident. Mm -hmm. But there's been a lot of stuff that is not released that he has. He has. I guess he doesn't want to release it in the U.S. I don't know. He's going to release it on MUFON Canada's podcast. That's what he keeps saying. So I can't wait. Yes. The only thing is if I can get them. <laughs> so hopefully uh, with a new computer and a new internet now, we'll be up and running this summer. Uh, we're going to be doing, like I said, probably one a month for sure, if not every th three or four weeks. We have a lot of uh, interesting cases from a few years ago where the witnesses have come forward and said, I, I would like to actually tell more of the story. Mm -hmm. And uh, we vetted out a few and the rest, yeah, we definitely want to have you on. So it's not like we're not going to have uh, interesting ones or we have a lineup of people. So that's a good part. So hopefully we're going to get that started, as I said, later this summer. Um, and the second thing is that I am asking for volunteers not to become field investigators. A lot of people saying, how can I help? Well, we have a website that has been updated in two years. So I'm looking at somebody who's really good at doing websites, wants to research stuff, and uh, all they have to do is send an article and say, do you want this up? And you know, I'll approve it. And so I need somebody who can help with website and design, somebody who can help with research. We'd like, to, um, we'd like to get the people who are asking us to send us information. We've got four or 5,000 names that subscribe to an email list. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to research things from around the world, not just North America, because everybody reads that, mm -hmm. we could broadcast it out uh, on, our, on our channel, uh, either in a podcast or, or other way of doing it. But we also have the, in, the email contact uh, system that people have been asking for you know, updates. Every time something happens in the U.S. or, or Canada, I send it out, and about 5,000 people get it, and I always get good responses. Yeah, give me more, give me more. And, of course, we are still looking for membership because we have, uh, it's only $25 a year, but we have to pay for all this service. Yeah. And uh, the FIs, after doing it for many years, get kind of tired of putting it out of their pocket. They have to pay to become a field investigator. They have to pay, cover their own expenses if they go out to a site. Uh, me, I'm part of the STAR team, which is a rapid response should there be a... a you know, a landing or something that can be investigated on site, I will drop everything and go. Um, and that's pretty expensive. I got to hop on a plane or a helicopter or drive somewhere. Uh, I have done it a number of times, so it gets expensive. But, you know, we would like to be able to get all this covered and to continue to do the work we do. And when COVID finally ends up, we'll be back out doing our little chapter presentations. And I, I really miss those because I did quite a few. I mean, you guys were at one that we yes. showed up. I loved it. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We had Stu Bundy there and Victor and, 
you know, and, and the last thing we're hoping is uh, Victor Vigiani came to me and said, why don't we try and do something online while we're waiting to get out in person? Mm -hmm. So we're looking at doing something like that. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you're both going to be involved. Fantastic. So it's going to be the Alien Cosmic Expo online because Great. we're definitely not doing it this year. Yeah. So mm -hmm. hopefully by summer we'll get that all, all ready yeah. to go and we'll do something online. We'll do a, a couple of short short ones and mm -hmm. then if that is, uh, you know, uh, people want more, then yeah. we, we will do have to do a paid one because then we'll invite some uh, mm -hmm. really, really well-known uh, yeah. guests. Yeah. I think Richard Dolan and Nick Pope have already said they would come oh, and join me on Can again yeah. because they love coming to would. Ace. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. quite a few people. I, I even was going to reach out to Randy uh, Kramer again and oh, see yeah. if he wants to do a little bit more of his story. He got kind of got cut off. At, at he, he didn't have enough time yeah. at the last ace he was at, so he had a lot more information he wanted to give to us. So why not put him online? He has so, a lot to. Yeah. He has a lot to say yeah. about things that are going on recently, and he's yeah. also teaching his science yes. class now online. So yeah, I think that, I saw that. Yeah. we're we're just going to get the name out there, get the information yeah. out there, and also thank goodness with MUFON, you're giving experiencers. Uh, people who have had any kind of an experience, yeah. a safe place where they can make a, a report. And I, and I think, Dave, I'd like you to just maybe reassure people about the confidentiality oh. of what happens at MUFON. I, I, people are always asking me about this. Oh, but if I file a report, they'll have a, it'll go on my permanent record or no. <laughs> Well, first of all, we're not government-sponsored. We right. have no ties to any government in the world. Yes. Or, or, and the police come to us to help do reports. They yeah. do, nothing to do with police or, or, or our defense, our Department of National Defense. Actually, we reached out to them. We're trying to get something where they might start passing things mm -hmm. off to us because now we have enough investigators to do it. Um, but confidentiality is number one. Okay, first of all, um, you don't become a field investigator unless you, uh, one, promise to and mm -hmm. adhere to the rules of confidentiality that MUFON has. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big stickler for that in Canada because I work in security systems, I work in computer systems, mm -hmm. I've done high-end government stuff that uh, I get, you know, I, I have stories like unbelievable stories about things I've done, but I can't talk about them, and I never will. And, and I won't even give any hints of some of the things that I've had to do in my career. So, I, you know, that is number one. So if you tick anonymous, it's not that you're saying don't contact me because why would you fill out a report? We right. definitely are not going to put anything out right. in any form whatsoever. Okay. Fact is, if somebody wants something put out, they have to tell us. We don't even ask. If you tell us, hey, you know, I'm willing to go on uh, MUFON's podcast to talk about it, well, we know right away. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're experienced, you're guaranteed it's confidential. Confidentiality is guaranteed. So tick the word, the box that says anonymous and, and we guarantee you we're not going anywhere else. My investigators get constantly checked. That's me checking. Okay, if I ever see anything on the internet or anything come out, I'm all over them. I've always found out that it's been somebody else like the witness themselves who leaked the stuff out. That's fine. And when it comes to experiencer, Chad Wanless, uh, Wanless are, are, are ERT manager in Canada is an experiencer herself, as he, he'll tell you, and he is very good at keeping, you know, confidential. And he gets involved in every case. He might have another ERT member uh, deal with it, mm -hmm. but he makes sure that we are keeping everything uh, in-house, and uh, yeah, we're really good at that. And I'm not going to speak about MUFON the rest of the world, but MUFON Canada, that's number one priority. So feel free to do a report. Please. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you will always. It's been my experience that MUFON will also, if the person needs help that is, 
beyond the report, I mm -hmm. know that you can recommend mental health care professionals and mm -hmm. other people who will who will assist that person. Yeah. So they're not just going to make a report and be left dangling out no, there. No, as you know, we have yeah. uh, we have that in place everywhere everywhere in Canada now. Every province has somebody we can have them reach out to. Excellent. Um, of course, you know, it's up to the witness if they want to go forward with it because it's not free. They have to pay for it. And please, you know, make sure that they know that and we'll tell them that, you know, MUFON is not paying for anything. We can't, we have no funds. Yeah. wish we had millions. We'd do it. I encourage them all to go. But no, um, yeah, every, every, no one, yeah, there I go again. But everything is set up. And uh, uh, as you know, Leslie, we have sent a lot of people to a lot of different hypnotherapists mm -hmm. across Canada. Indeed. And they've all been helped. Yes. I always get a report back. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a worthwhile visit, well, you know. First, do no harm. Yeah. You know, the, the, the mm -hmm. job is to help people integrate their experiences, no matter what they are, mm -hmm. because in a sense, I'm not even overly concerned whether there's a three-dimensional physical mm -hmm. evidence that accompanies what happens right. to people. I think, the, I think it's a much bigger picture than that. But, uh, well, it goes back to you talking about what we've repressed, uh, repressed in our memories, back thrown into our libraries, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's time to get them all out. That's it right. also makes me wonder if, if something's going on in the world that these are these memories are coming out. It's 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 a timing of our well, evolution. There is something. You know, we've maybe grown up. Ready. I've said it. I, I said it. we've grown up, and maybe yeah. that's what's sparking it. Yeah. You know, uh, knowing no more than really ten percent of the brain. You know, like who knows what, what we're capable of doing. Well, I know that many in many communications that people relate to me by many different species, if you will, we're kind of known as the grand experiment. <laughs> we have because there are a lot of souls yeah. on this planet with a lot of very mixed DNA at very different levels mm -hmm. of evolution. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got you've got people who are racists and idiots and you've got the Dalai Lama mm -hmm. and you know I mean we have an incredible planet of well not just diversity but polar opposites so yes and and it's all happening together but uh, the messages that people are getting are are about oneness they seem to be mm -hmm. always about oneness mm -hmm. and also about uh, you know preserving the planet that's a, those th those original yeah, that, messages that Betty and Barney Hill yes. heard are still being repeated. But we and we're not doing enough about it when it comes to no. saving the planet. No. And you and I but know that. But there's an awareness. There's an awareness. And there's and, Uncle and, you Joe know, Biden. Oh yeah, oh, Uncle Joe. But let me let me <laughs> make a comment on him. We talked about we've grown up. That's yes. my term. We've grown up, and things are happening, and we don't know why things are happening. Why is suddenly in the U.S. actually doing this? getting out of Afghanistan finally after 20 years. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good thing. Yeah. If they go blow themselves up, that's nothing to do with us, but at least we're not making an international conflict. Yeah. So there's, there's right. things changing that I thought I would never see in my lifetime. I thought they'd be there for the rest of the, my lifetime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I, he's actually pulling them out. I think we pulled all ours out last year, didn't we? But anyways, mm -hmm. NATO's still there. There's more NATO troops than there are U.S., but right. still, there's hundreds of thousands of people over there. I, I should know, my, my nephew had four tours in Iraq. As, a, as an airline, uh, uh, an aviation mechanic, and then a bomb ordinance guy. So mm -hmm. he's still in it. He's doing it well. He's doing. He's a trainer now. Well, there's a lot so, going on over there, mm -hmm. not to mention yeah. the incredible amounts of discoveries which point to an alternative history. Oh, geez. And they're not very happy about that, especially <laughs> no. in Egypt. They re they really riled up about the whole idea that many of the old kingdom mummies are not only um, loaded with cocaine, but they're uh, genetically European. 
It's yeah. Big, yeah, big you gun. figured that one out. I can't. It's a big one. <laughs> Either that or they're all aliens, you know. The gods were same, actually aliens, aliens thing. because I think Euro DNA is in fact. You know, I DNA. love ancient aliens, you know that, because everything they talk is true. I mean, why is there pictures of carved five years ago or five thousand years ago of spaceships? They didn't yeah. we didn't have the imagination back then that we have yeah. now. So like I said, we've been growing up. And then you go back to finding things that, you know, academia is saying, this is 5,000 years old, and being restudied to go, well, we made a mistake. It's 500,000 years old. Oops. Yeah, yeah. It was from another time when we were on the planet when, right. you know, it was like, there's so many things coming out. Right. If, if somebody would sit down and categorize and tell the truth, we will rewrite every history chapter in our life. Oh, don't you know it. We, we've, been, yeah. we've been fooled for years, okay? You know, so like there's so many things going on. It's, well, it's amazing. Just a few days ago, last week, there were some incredible cave paintings that were discovered, I believe, in Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about these cave paintings is they are too recent to have been made during the era of the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. They, in fact, these are post-flood, antediluvian. Yeah. These are post-flood cave drawings, and they are drawings of dinosaurs that you and I would find familiar that you saw in films like Jurassic Park. Right. Triceratops, the long vegetarian. But did they put a date on those yet? They're, they're, I'm the, waiting. Well, the date, the date is is more recent. Yes. They, they have a date. The date is more recent than the, uh, what should we call it, the demise of the, the dinosaurs. demise of dinosaurs, In yeah. In other words, it's after perhaps the meteor shower or whatever right. it was that happened. So there's no, so what this says is dinosaurs survived. Somewhere, yes. Somewhere. Yeah, that's what I Beyond, thought. But I, I was waiting for them to say they're 500,000 years old or they can't give us a date, but we know it's, it's yeah. post-dinosaur yes, era. That we and know. these people would not know anything about them. No. Okay, we only know them because we've dug up fossils. That's, that's right. That's how we know about them. And a couple of weeks ago in Chile, you were speaking of giant uh, skeletons. There was a 10, 12-foot skeleton yeah. found with a unknown uh, cryptid snake-like creature wound around yeah. it. Yeah, amazing, eh? <laughs> I like the fact they're finding uh, uh, mummies or, or, or skulls and they find uh, like surgical implants and oh, stuff yeah. in them. That gets me. <laughs> the one skull they found with the big metal plate in his head yes. from 10,000 years ago or more and they go... Okay, if they didn't even know how to, you know, fix a tooth and didn't have any drills, how'd they put a plate in this guy's head? And these aren't lies. These aren't fake. No. These are all vetted as, as real. Indeed they are. But the thing that bothers me the most right now, and I, 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 I'm a part-time professor like Wes, but mm. I'm going to yell at academia anyways. Okay. They you are suppressing ahead. so much information. Oh, yeah. And I'm not Catholic, so don't kill me for this, but the Catholic Church is suppressing so much information. Come on, guys. If the U.S. actually gives us a report and says they're real and here's the proof, Everybody else has to turn around and do the same. And I'm hoping it starts a landslide. Well, the Vatican's been sitting on the most arcane oh. information since the dawn of time. And, you know, and, and if, they, if they weren't really into this, why would they have incredible telescopes mm -hmm. run by the Jesuits? Yeah, why are they watching? All over the world. Yeah, why what are they are watching? What are they looking at? Yeah, and yeah. why? And tell me they're not looking for God because if you can see God in a telescope, we're, all, we're totally yeah, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Something's yeah, wrong here. Yeah, if we see a little, <laughs> no, we got it wrong. But uh, so. yeah, don't they, uh, they they're, they're ancient books. There was even um, a story that got suppressed real quickly about a decade ago where they were doing some renovations at the Vatican in some very ancient part and came across some graves, some skeletal beings were mm -hmm. discovered that had enlarged heads. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. there were ancient beings actually interred at the Vatican. 
Wow, makes you wonder how is that possible? The Vatican must be a much older site even than St. Peter's establishment. Again, suppressed information. Again, it's got to have some significance that goes, that that antedates uh, St. Peter the imposter. I mean, apostle. Apostle. Is this the imposter? (laughs) Oh, Freudian slip there, and it's the truth. That was my little little joke. My little Catholic girls' school joke. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hats off to that. Uh, I got a question for you two. Um, you know, uh, you, you've heard me rant about this before. Mm. There's four possibilities about aliens, ETs, whatever. And I've always said they're either one coming from another world, mm-hmm. the two coming from a parallel universe, three, it's another dimension, or it's us coming back in time travel, mm-hmm. which they finally proved that is possible. Mm-hmm. Can't go forward, but you can go backwards. Mm-hmm. And I read all the scientific journals and it's really complex. I'm not going to get into it. But of those four possibilities, what do you two believe it really is? What is the number one? Why we're being visited or if we're being visited? Well, I think it's a little bit of all. Ah. I think we're in a multiverse mm-hmm. that, and I think cosmology has a very different construction than we have been led to believe. We, we, or live, understand. we live linear, yeah. third density lives. Yes. And that's so we can kind of accomplish things. But I think in reality, uh, space-time is more like an onion, more like layers. Mm-hmm. So I think that some of the visitations that we experience are um, uh, multi-dimensional ultra-terrestrials, right. I believe. I also think that those beings do a lot of projecting of themselves with... They you might know, not be here. Rather than physically right, showing exactly. up. I think we're seeing a lot of yeah. projections as well. Um, I think that Earth has been a desirable place, mm-hmm. a resource-filled place for many, many beings throughout planet. history. This is a beautiful, um, beautiful and, planet. And, uh, you know, look, the Anunnaki were digging gold yep. out of South Africa. There, there are something like 33 million tons of copper missing from the Great mm-hmm. Lakes areas. Mm-hmm. That were, so th- there have been these incursions, I think. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, you know, time is not really real. And I think it's entirely possible that we could have visits from uh, evolved beings that are essentially us. You know, I think all of those things are possible. And Mm -hmm. and we're going to, you know, very soon in our schedule, we're having the um, incredible Mike Patterson join us. And uh, he's going to also be talking about perhaps the Earth's most evolved indigenous beings. We're going to have a talk with them about that, what we're talking about, of cool. course, Sasquatch. Yeah. And uh, within the realm of experiencers, I have had uh, a number of people tell me that they have seen uh, cryptid beings either transporting down in a beam right. from a craft or transporting up. So there's a big story there and something that, that, that has not been really explored in any kind of way. We have been dismissive no, about these. Right. We've been completely dismissive and fearful about these beautiful beings. But I know Mike is going to shed a lot of light on that. So I think I'll it's all of those that. things, Dave. Yeah. I think okay. it's a quantum universe. We know that um, there's... From ex- I know from experiences in regressing people into the afterlife and, and into the interlife that um, advanced beings from other planetoids are moving about freely in what we call the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Now, either they have passed and they're in a spirit form or they are vibrating at a high enough level where they can just simply move about in spiritual realms. I don't know. An unknown dimension, too. Mm -hmm. They're there. So we know there's 11 dimensions. Scientists have proven, everybody goes, "There's there's only three. Well, four is time. 
what's five, six, seven, what's all the way up to 11? You got to go read it. They're very in-depth and stuff. Mm -hmm. But let's say the 21st dimension. There could be somebody standing right beside you listening to all this, but we can't see them, we can't feel them, we can't acknowledge them because they're in a totally different out of phase, total different dimension. Mm -hmm. So that's why I call other dimensions. And suddenly, suddenly he drifts through. You mm -hmm. see him for a minute, and they're gone. Yep. Him or her or it or whatever. So I got a question for you, Wes. Do you believe, because this is what I'm finding, that most people are fearful of the actual acknowledgement, those who are fearful of the actual acknowledgement that we're not alone, that we're going to end up into an interstellar war? I do not, actually. Good. I don't either, so explain. No. Uh, no, I do not believe that. All my experiences, and um, if I add them up, they come up to about 50, 60 mm -hmm. experiences at right. this point. Um, most of them have been helpful. Okay. Um, the races I think we're dealing with here are friendly races. Mm -hmm. um, I've been empowered, actually. And it was one of the questions I was going to throw, throw back your way. No, I want to throw it to you because you've had the experiences I haven't. No, I mean how MUFON deals with oh, that. Oh, okay. But, but yeah. we, can, we can put that on hold But for you a have not found one aggressive uh, experience at all. I have no aggressive experiences. Right. I have some that I would consider negative because they frighten me. But, oh, very but that's few. not aggressive. That's not, they're going to come here and have war with us. I've never had that impression. Okay. And Leslie and I have done some sessions where we're, I'm sort of channeling mm -hmm. a being mm -hmm. live yeah. in real time. Mm -hmm. And it has never given us yeah. that impression. So I ask you this question because those are fearful that when they finally admit and then they know that we know, I hate to say it that way, and they come here, that they think there's going to be a war. I want everybody to understand, if they were going to be aggressive and do something to us, they would have done it years ago. Oh, yes. They've been coming for millions of years oh, yeah, here, and yeah. that's been proven. Yeah. So don't be fearful of it. Yeah. There's nothing to be fearful of. I, I really detest the fear mongers. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really hate that. I, I don't see any evidence of it, Dave. And all these people, all these years that I've regressed to their experiences, by and large, they are having enlightening spiritual experiences, and those people also um, primarily seem to have made some sort of agreement in the interlife yeah, that I'm they would that they mm -hmm. would be involved in. We, you know, I often use this expression. I see all of us that do this kind of work as midwives <laughs> of disclosure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I hope that we will see that kind of openness in our lifetime, but if we don't, I don't really care because we're here at ground zero using all of the tools we have at our, at our dispensability, you know, television, radio, books, everything we have to comfort people and make them understand that they are more than what they are seeing in this, this 3D bag of mostly right. water, yeah. they said yes. in Star Trek. Yeah, that's what we are. So, so you know? Wes has said he's never had an aggressive mm -hmm. experience. Negative, I can understand, and, mm -hmm. and a little fearful, I can understand, because mm -hmm. you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. right. So all the people that you have talked to, you've never had somebody who said they're coming to hurt us. Never. See, so never. what's the world worried never. about? Never, and, and I mean, all the diverse beings I've heard about, okay. too. Well, you know, our own Paul Hellyer said the Canadian government is recognizing like 83 different species. I right. think it's more than that, but people certainly talk about different species mm -hmm. and how they are. And with, But uh, anybody that's, that's capable of superluminal travel now, I think, has gotten past the idea of war and yeah. domination. I, yeah. I, I, and I really do actually believe, from what I've heard, that there is a sort of a Gene Roddenberry uh, Federation <laughs> of 
planets. In yeah, a I got sense. a feeling there is too. Because how would the world, how would the universe get along without having some sort of agreement? There is with eighty some or thousands of species, yeah. and, and millions and even. I think the fear is that it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. have to say that because that's what my fear of going to see Leslie in the first place is that it was not true. That was my fear, mm -hmm. that my experiences were not so, yeah. but they were. They were. And I think a lot of people yeah. are afraid of the fact it might be true. Well, there are many mm. people by the time they come to see me or somebody like me or even make a report, they are having serious questions about their mental health. Yeah. And they probably, if they ventured forth to talk to their r religious person or, or, or even a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. You know the results have not been great. Yeah. So they're having. That's unfortunately that's that's the way we live today. Peer pressures and family it. pressures. So and we're like the last chance Texaco. Yeah. You're you not. Know? You're not adhering to the norms. Mm. We don't talk like that. Well, you know what? We need to change all that. Yeah. And that's I hope that's true. what uh, I hope June the report is true and it comes out and little d disclosure becomes big d disclosure. Mm -hmm. You know, full disclosure. Big and that's all I can hope D. for. And then we'll be sitting down again immediately right after and going over everything. I mean, like, yeah. I'm going to have so many people on podcasts to explain it all because I'm sure it's going to be complex. Well, it's complex because yeah. we have to throw away, in a sense, our traditional idea of the way the universe, but we have yeah. to get on board with quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to really kind of get a grip of what's happening. Absolutely. But, uh, it all, I'm, I'm just in a state of excitement, really, not fear. Yeah, I'm well, this, I'm excited. I'm I'm, I have nothing to fear. And, I've seen um, enough. And if people want to say, Dave, do you believe? Look, I've read so many reports. I've, I've investigated so many things. My investigators are working on other ones. Once they find something, they'll let me know about it because of being the head of MUFON. I know what's going on. I know it's all true. I also have been down in the Mojave Desert and experienced things myself personally. Mm -hmm. So okay. I have seen things Next show. that I know. Next show, and we're going to talk show. about you know, that. Orbs, crafts, you name it. Seven days, chasing scorpions away, watching for snakes and keeping eyes in the skies. And uh, yeah, I went down with Rob Freeman and, uh, and um, uh, Mark McNabb and crew, and we had uh, um, Polera, uh, Paula, Paulo Harris, Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of people down there, mm -hmm. and we had a wonderful time. So yes, we experienced things, and that is another show because I've never really talked about it. I've got pictures, I've got things, and uh, it's something to be watching all these reports of, for eight years, and then to go down that was in 2017 and experience it yourself. I know as a kid, I've seen something, I've experienced some things. It's again in the library, and I'm in no panic or rush to get it out. I don't care about that because I'm living in the now. I don't care what I saw in the past because I always believed this all my life. I went into nuclear engineering for that purpose because I wanted to know more, and then I quit that because I found some stuff I didn't like. Uh, I went into computers so I could do more. And uh, so, yeah, so the Mojave Desert was a great experience uh, to see things firsthand. Uh, you know, the only thing could have made it better if somebody landed. <laughs> but uh, I don't think they're ready to do that yet. And if they do, they don't do when anybody's around. So, Dave, we haven't covered how can folks know more about MUFON. So, yes. okay, great. Canada. Okay, MUFON Canada, thank you. Uh, well, we do have a website, but I'm really anxious to get that updated and stuff. It's pretty bad. Uh, but Facebook? Muf uh, MUFONCanada.com. We have MUFON Canada Facebook. Uh, you just uh, ask to join. Please fill out the questions because if you don't fill out the questions, I deny it because they're bots just throwing out things. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if you just want to join and don't answer the question. It could be a bot, and I'm going to say no. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, we also have MUFON Quebec. It's mm -hmm. a separated one, so you can do all French mm -hmm. and other languages. MUFON Canada, Facebook is more English and French. 
but I'm not putting other languages up on there because it's not fair to the, the, the 10,000 or more subscribers we have. I don't know how many we've got now. It's, it's crazy. Uh, we're signing up like 21 to 30 members every single day who want to get part of that. Uh, we don't have a Twitter account. We do, but we're not using it right now because I have nobody can monitor it. So we do have MUFON Canada on Twitter, but it's, there's no activity on it. Uh, info at MUFONCanada.com is our number one email Good. address. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we're volunteers right across Canada, there's no office, there's no phone, uh, but email is how people go. But I really encourage you to go to MUFON or MUFONCanada.com, click on Report a UFO, and you have three choices, abduction, uh, ET sighting, and of course UFO. And you tick, tick one of those and then you fill out the report. And please, I uh, guarantee an investigator will get back to you we don't ignore any single case. It mm -hmm. takes time sometimes. If we're having a flap like we're having in BC right now around Abbotsford in the mountains, mm -hmm. uh, we're having something going on there. Um, so we're putting concentration in there because again, we're getting sighting reports, but no reports. So my investigators are actually going out to find these people or putting things up on the internet because we're getting, uh, we're getting uh, officers putting stuff up. And so it's, it's something going on out in the, rock, in the mountains in BC. And we have something going up in Northern Quebec right now. So sometimes we have to take uh, investigators from other provinces to help work on them, mm -hmm. but we will get to your case. And it's usually no longer than 30 days. That's the most, it's usually within a week. Wonderful. <clears throat> so thank get you. hold of us. Okay. Thank you, Dave mm -hmm. Palachek. It's been a, just a delight <laughs> uh, chatting with you again. Yep. An extra delight because we haven't seen any other beings for a while. <laughs> I see my husband, but you know, that only takes you so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, after June, you're probably going to come to our podcast and we'll talk about we what all is disclosed to. and we'll do would that. But thank to. you. Anytime. Okay. Call me anytime. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. you, right. Dave Palachek. Right. And uh, thank you to our listening audience, viewing audience. And we'll see you again. And remember, you we are not, not alone. alone. We are not alone. You are watching Contact TV with your hosts, Leslie Mitchell-Clark and Wes Roberts. Exploring ufology, metaphysics, and beyond with the world's foremost experts.